Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. with a super fun announcement. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has won Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast in 2022 in the Podcasting for Business Awards. I am so excited and grateful. Thank you so much. If you've been listening since the beginning or if you're new to the podcast, I appreciate you being here. A special thank you to my amazing podcast team at the Podcast Boutique. I love and appreciate you guys and couldn't do it without you. So thanks again so much for listening and enjoy today's episode. Hi, I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hey, hey, thanks so much for joining me today for another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. I'm thrilled to be talking about garages today. (gasps) Does that totally freak you out? I have been asked for well over a year if I would please do a garage episode. Now, if you are watching this on YouTube, hello, good to see you. Stay tuned for lots of garage examples. If you are listening on the podcast, thank you so much. I would love if you would head over after this to check out some of the visual examples that I'll be giving on YouTube of lots of different garage organization I've put in place. So thank you so much. No matter what platform you're joining me on today, I want to tell you that I have been elbow deep in spiders and dust and old sports equipment. I'm trying to remember what I said on the last episode. And I think those are the things that I said. So I wanted to tell you that garages do not have to be 
your least favorite thing to get organized. They do not have to be overwhelming and annoying. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to reframe the way that you think about your garage. If you are feeling like it's disorganized and messy and cluttery, if you've got an awesome garage, you have to send me pictures because I'm obsessed. I love looking at beautiful, organized garages, but guess what else? I love looking at complete disasters of garages. And this is why you need to reframe the way you think if you are feeling stressed about a messy garage. These are the biggest and most exciting transformations that you can have in your home if your garage is a total disaster. So I don't want you to feel so frustrated and so annoyed by your garage if whenever you leave your house, you're saying goodbye to that mess. And whenever you pull in the garage or maybe you can't even get in your garage, right? Maybe you have to pull up on the street, park elsewhere and walk into your garage. I want you to not feel stressed and overwhelmed because we're going to talk about how to actually get that garage space organized today without the stress and overwhelm. So you might be thinking, Paige, you're crazy. You like to organize. So that is exciting for you, but you haven't seen my garage. Well, let me tell you, I've seen a lot of messy ones. And like I said, I actually get really excited about it because I know that while yes, I mean, let's be real. Look, I'm, I'm not so crazy that I can't feel your pain. Okay. I understand that sometimes the thought of actually sorting through all of these things is so exhausting and you haven't even done anything, but somehow you feel like you need a nap or you need a drink. Okay. So I will acknowledge that. Yes, that can be really frustrating. It can be really overwhelming, but the actual organization process does not have to be so terrible that you don't get started. So I've talked about in other episodes, the 1% rule where I say like, listen, if even the three E's philosophy, if even getting organized in three simple steps feels really overwhelming and daunting to you because you can't get past just the, you know, the motivation to get up and do something about it. I get it. So I talk about that 1% rule, which is literally like, how can you lean in and just begin on something small? So maybe today, what you need to hear is the 1% rule in regards to your garage. I'm going to talk about it. Maybe today, what you need to hear is the three simple steps that my three E's philosophy, your essentials, enhancements, and extras. We're going to talk about that as well. And maybe what you need to hear is that it is okay. And it is worth it to invest in organization by hiring help. Those are the three things that we're going to talk about today, whether it's the simplest thing of getting started, whether it's having that three-step strategy to starting and getting done, or actually just outsourcing. Either way, you are going to feel like something is happening moving forward. There's going to be organization of your garage in your future. And, and that's what it's really all about, right? Like I said, if today what you need to hear is that 1%, here's what I'm going to say. Go into your garage, take a deep breath, say a little prayer. Listen, I'll say one for you right now. Let's do it at this moment. Dear Lord, thank you so much for all of the blessings you've given to us, including this garage and the things in it. Once upon a time, they were helpful. They were serving us, but Lord, they are not today. And we need help knowing what to do with them. Give us patience, give us strength. And Lord Jesus, give us help if that's what we need today. Amen. All right, let's move on. So if your 1% is going to that garage and taking a look and saying, all right, Lord, I'm going to need your help. Paige says, pick one 
thing that I can focus on today working on that's going to get the ball rolling on organization. So maybe you see an area that you have trash. Okay. Maybe it's the trash that just needs to be sorted through today. Maybe you go over and you pick up a couple of bags and you just go throw stuff in the trash. And then you walk back to that garage and you say, okay, that was my 1% today. Now I'm going to go do all the other things I need to do. And tomorrow I'll come back in the garage and I'll do 1% more. All right. You give yourself credit for that. Okay. It doesn't have to be a massive overhaul. Here's what's going to happen when you start implementing that 1% rule in your garage. You are going to realize that it's not so overwhelming and daunting. And you might say, well, hold on page. Really? I'm just picking up a few things and throwing them in the trash. And you're saying that's going to make me feel so much better. Here's why you're going to, because that wasn't so hard. Was it just picking up a few things and throwing it away? It wasn't so hard. Did it stress you out? Not really, because These were trash. These were things that you knew you needed to let go of. And you literally needed to take them from that area and go throw them in the recycle bin or the trash can or the compost or wherever your heart desires. Okay. Then the next day you're like, you know what, that thing I did yesterday, it didn't break me. All right. So I'm going to go back into that garage and I'm going to pick up something else. And I'm either going to throw it away or I'm going to go back in that garage and I'm going to look at a different area and I'm going to decide what needs to happen. Do I need to go to the container store or look on Amazon or go to target or go somewhere, uh, you know, home Depot or something and go actually find inspiration there based on this area and say like, what do these stores have to offer that I could do to, you know, perhaps mount some of these things or get a rolling bin and put all of the sports equipment in it. Okay. So like that doesn't sound like I got to organize my whole garage. That sounds like I'm going to take some, you know, bouncy balls and bats and catcher's mitts, and I'm going to put them in one area. Okay. So the idea is you're just starting small. So you don't get overwhelmed, but you're doing something right. You're not walking by it and saying, Nope, too hard. I'm checking out. Right. So that's what you might need to do. And guess what? That's okay. Not only is that okay, that is awesome because it's going to start the ball rolling where once you get that little thing done and you go back the next day and you get that little thing done, it might actually inspire you to stay there a little bit longer and get more than 1% done that day. So you might actually get five or 10% of your garage organized that day. And again, for you, that might not be so terribly overwhelming. So you're like, okay, well, that made kind of a big dent. And I certainly feel like I'm on the right track. I'm not going to be so scared tomorrow when I walk back in the garage, because I'm just going to do a little bit. Maybe there's something that you put in your garage that needs to be returned to a store. And so just put it in your front seat and go return it. If you're like, well, I need to return it to the store, but I'm not going to go to that store today. I'm not going to go for another few days. I can't do it. Don't pick that item today, right? Pick a different thing to do. Maybe you need to donate something that you, you know, so smartly (laughs) and motivatedly. I don't think that's a word, but it is today. Motivatedly went through your house and you got some stuff out that you needed to purge and donate and share with someone else who needs it. 
So now you've got that garbage bag or that bag with handles and you put it in your garage, but now it's stayed in your garage. So I'm going to encourage you to take it out of your garage today, put it in your front seat and make sure you drop it off to someone else who needs those things, who that's going to bring them joy. Okay. That's sometimes that helps us a little bit more if we do that. Okay. So maybe today that's what you need to do. Don't let it overwhelm you. Once you start doing the 1% and then you do the 1% the next day, you do the one start challenging yourself more and start hearing my voice in your head saying, it's not so bad to do a little bit extra today. Okay. It's not gonna break you. In fact, you're going to start feeling more confident in walking out to that garage, reframing it and thinking, you know what, this is going to be a bigger transformation because it's hot mess express. This is going to be really exciting to actually see the results. Even if you only get 50% there, that could be a matter of actually seeing your floor and holy moly. What if you actually get to pull a car or two back in there one day? Like that's huge. Okay. So start small. If you need to, that's how you can apply the 1% rule to your garage. Now let's talk about the three E's philosophy. And a lot of that actually, I just started talking about. So I forever ago created these three simple steps that I feel like really move the ball forward without that overwhelming stressfulness that creeps in and keeps us from having that paralysis by analysis, right? Where you're just like, whoop, I don't know what to do. I'm out. And then you go shopping somehow for more things, which end up in your garage. So listen, pump the brakes on shopping for a minute. I'm going to remind you less is more. I talk about that a lot in past episodes, in YouTube videos, less is more. I want you to apply that concept to your garage. Less is more. All those things that are piling up, are they truly serving you? If they're not serving you well, all right. If my friend Tiffany's listening, she talked about this in her very sweet audio that she left for me on the 100th episode. If it's not serving you well, it's truly not serving you at all because it's just stuff that's sitting there and it's not working in your life, in your world. And in this case, in your garage, it's time to let it go. Be fearless, be decisive. Don't be stressed that you're going to be like, man, I wish I had that one thing that I once upon a time donated. No, because if it's not serving you right now, it is not serving you at all. Don't hold on to those things for a rainy day or a sunny day. In this case, if you're, (laughs) if you're thinking that if you cannot figure out a way to organize these things, so they don't bring you stress in your garage, it's time to say goodbye. It is time. So the three E's philosophy is essentials, enhancements, and extras. Your essential thing, I always say, do a good purge. This is what every garage needs, usually at every stage of the game. Purge what you're not using. If that feels a little too overwhelming or you need a little example and hand-holding with that, go back to episode seven, the essential purge. It's going to help you talk through and power through how to be decisive and fearless when getting rid of things, okay? Because sometimes it's like sentimental stuff and you're like, oh, but but I might use this one day. Listen to episode seven the essential purge that will help you move past that. If you're not in that mindset right now, purging is not going to be a struggle for you. This is where you go grab your bags with handles, whether they're garbage bags or the paper bags, whatever, grab them and just start putting things in those bags and making sure those bags then don't stay in your garage. They go in your front seat. I always say, don't put them in your trunk because you'll forget about them. But if we're talking about the garage and we're talking about like maybe a lot of stuff, You might need to put them in your trunk if you've got a ton so much so that it's not going to fit in your front seat. 
or even your backseat. So listen, you load up that car and you make the plan. You tell your whole family, guys, we're doing this today, or I'm doing this. Don't bother me. You're only allowed to come out here and say nice things to me. Bring me something delicious to drink and crank the music up louder. But other than that, you stay right on inside. If you can't say something nice, if you can't be helpful, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? All right. You just, you lay down the law and that's the way it's going to be and do it with a smile and laugh. Okay. Because life's too short. So once you have done that purge, the second E is your enhancement. This is going to add style or value to that. This is where you're going to make sure that you plan to go donate that stuff. Now, perhaps, especially with garages, you've decided, actually, I'm going to do a yard sale or I'm going to do a garage sale. So if that's something you want to do, there's an episode for that. Goodness, guys, I've done so many at this point. I forgot what it's called. I'm going to put it in show notes, but it is the one about having a successful yard sale. And I show you how to do it in three simple steps and just in three days. So absolutely go back and check that out again. I don't remember the number. Maybe it's in the twenties, maybe in the twenties, uh, we're in the hundreds now. That's so insane. Thanks so much for listening. Um, okay. So do that you decide, you make the decision for that enhancement, that second step. Once you've done the good essential purge, you're going to do the enhancement, which is the sale of those items or the donation of those items. Either way, it's getting the stuff out of your space and into the hands of people who need them and will love those things. Again, be decisive and fearless. Don't hold back. Give, give, give. Okay. All right. Final thing of the three E's philosophy, your extras. This is where you're going to put in the proper organization and get ready. If you're watching on YouTube, this is going to be the part where I start showing you different things that I've done in my garage and in other garages to maximize vertical space. Hey, that's a podcast and a YouTube thing too. So if you want to maximize your vertical space and you need ideas, garage is always a place that I feel like this concept is needed because the idea is to get stuff up off your floor. All right. Now, sometimes you might need to have, I mentioned that, you know, if you've got like sports equipment and you want to have it in like a rolling bin or some sort of bin or something like that, and you need it to live like over to the side where you can still pull the cars in and you need to collect it there. No problem. But I want to introduce a few different things. This is our, our third step. These are our extras. This is where we're actually going to take what's left over after that good purge and that donation or sale of those things. And you're going to be going either to the hardware store, or you're going to go to the container store. You're going to go to Amazon, find some awesome stuff on there or target wherever you need to go. And you're going to make sure before you go that you measure your space. And the reason it's always important to not skip the the very first step of the purge is because if you immediately go into that garage and you're like, you know what? I am motivated today. I maybe had too much coffee and I (laughs) have decided I'm going to get hundred percent done. (laughs) Forget this 1%. Maybe, maybe that's where you are right now. And listen, cheers. Okay. Bottoms up on that caffeine. If this is where you need to be today, lean into that. That's great. But here's what I want you to know. You got to measure multiple times so that you make sure when you go get those things or you place the order that you're getting the right stuff. But also you gotta not skip that first purge because you might be trying to organize things that truthfully, you just really don't need any more. I am in a constant state of purge in my garage. And let me just tell you, my garage looks amazing. It better, right? Because you would not be listening to me if I had a like disgusting, horribly disorganized garage. So you better believe my or- my garage is organized. And I still am in a constant state of purge in the garage. And 
organized and tidy. So it never ends. Now, one of the other episodes I talk about, and there's a YouTube video on this as well, is organize on autopilot. And that's what happens once you do get the right containers in, you're actually organizing on autopilot. So you're constantly putting in a little bit of effort, but it doesn't feel like overwhelming and crazy because you already did all of the hard work before. Okay. So just making sure that you're constantly checking in and thinking, okay, I just got this organized, or I just hired somebody to get organized. And I don't want it to go back to what it once was where we couldn't pull cars in or, Maybe you're using your uh, garage actually not to park cars in because you you have a street situation that you can park and that's totally okay. And you're using it for a workout zone. You're using it for maybe that's where your laundry lives. Maybe you're using it for storage with holiday stuff and whatever. And that's totally great. Just make sure that you are in a constant state of purging and continuing to organize a little bit at a time so it doesn't build up. So as I mentioned, I'm going to show you some fun examples of things that I've done in mine and in other clients' homes. These are the fast tracks. And now at Container Store, they're not called that. They have the Alpha brand, but where you basically mount a strip, a metal or a plastic strip onto the wall, and you have different types of hooks, hanging mesh bags, different things like that, where you can mount stuff up vertically. And that way you're going to be able to have easy access to it you can go grab it. Sometimes there's even baskets you can hang where if you need to like put in some of your, you know, if you're, if you're rollerblading or roller skating and you want to have the, um, wrist guards, the gloves, the knee pads, elbow pads, any of those things, those little hook in baskets are really great. They're pretty shallow. So you or your kids can just reach up, grab what you need. Maybe it's your helmets for your bikes. Maybe it's a uh, sunscreens that you want to have outside. Maybe it's your swim equipment. So you want to have goggles in that basket. So those are great examples to use. Additionally, I really like those fast tracks to hang things like life jackets and gardening equipment and sports equipment. I really also love having this mesh bag hang down that has a Velcro strip that goes down the middle. So if you drop in, you know, a soccer ball, a football, a basketball, a baseball, and you drop all those things down and the ball that's at the very top is not the one you or your kiddos want to use. Instead of having to take all those out, you just unvelcro the front, you reach in, you grab the ball you need, you Velcro it back, you go play with that thing, and then you pop it back in and then it sits on the top again. So I really like that one a lot. Additionally, if you want to mount two of these or more than one, I know specifically at the container store right now, they're actually revamping their alpha mounted shelving. And so uh, they have a lot of different colors and sizes of these mounting strips. So just pay attention to the space you have. Remember, I mentioned, make sure that you are measuring and make sure you've done that great purge. So you're only putting in things that you really do want to hang on to. Now let's talk about like, brooms and mops and different things like that. If you've got those outside in your garage, which a lot of people do, if your broom looks so disgusting that you would never want that to actually be in your home on your floor, maybe it's time to get a new broom. So toss the old ones. Don't be afraid to do that. I love like Swiffers and things because you can just take off the part of the bottom and replace it with another one. If you want to use that and you don't have to replace the whole entire 
you know, mop the whole stick, you know, that you're using. So that's great. If you have, I want to call it the bone B O N a, that's what a lot of people use. We have one, a lot of people use those uh, mops and then on the bottom, they just have the cloth that you can then take off. That's very sustainable, take off and wash it. Uh, reuse that over and over again. So if those are things that you are keeping in your garage, or perhaps there's like an, an in between your garage. And before you get into your house, if there's like a little area there, if you want to mount it on the wall, uh, you can get mounts for that anywhere. I really love the ones that container store has right now because they have these strips. There's one, I think holds three and one holds five, maybe even more. But what I love about them is if you take a look at your brooms and mops situation and swiffers or what, you know, whatever you've got, take a look at how you can hang it. So the cool thing about these is that you can either press the stick into this open slot, or there's a circle that you can actually thread it through up through the top. So that way, when you need it, you just pull down on it and you're able to use it. Or like I said, you can just pop the stick into the base of it, but then they also went so smartly so far to put a little hook on the outside of these mounts as well. So a lot of times, like I know Swiffer has it, but other brooms and mops and different things like that, that you have might actually have a hole in the top. So you could just hang them easily. So the cool thing is you get all three of those things in different ways to mount these items so that they're super easily accessible and you can fit in a whole bunch of things on that one mount. So I highly recommend those. I put those in a lot of garages and in a lot of like coat closets and different things like that as well. Cause that's super helpful. And again, maximizing your vertical space and putting those things up on the wall. So they're not flopping over, hanging down in a corner where they fall down. And then your garage won't close because it's in front of the sensor. Okay. You, you know this. So that's definitely something great for garages. All right. Now let's talk about if you have bikes and skateboards and different things that maybe it makes sense for you to mount on the wall. So what should you be using? Well, we have a ton of different kinds uh, in our garage and also ones that I've mounted. I just did a couple of surfboards the other day, a couple different sizes. Uh, the client had actually already gotten these mounts for the surfboards from Amazon, but she hadn't mounted them because there was so much stuff going on in her garage that she couldn't even get to that wall and mount them properly. So this is an awesome opportunity to get stuff off your floor by mounting surfboards, having, um, did you guys know that they actually make, well, I'm just blanking on what it's called. It's the thing. Okay. This is where it's going to be good to have YouTube because <laughs> I'm going to actually show you. Although I look like I'm milking a cow. Whenever I show you what you pull this thing down gosh, imagine udders. You, you pull this thing down and it literally hoists the bike up into the air. So if you have a small space, you can hoist the bike up in the air. You like mount it up on the ceiling and you hook it in to either the, the bike uh, handlebars or the tires and you pull this thing down and it hoists it into the air. And then you can still put a second bike underneath it, whether you're mounting that on the wall with hooks or you're just leaning in against the wall or you got your kickstand, you know, whatever. So absolutely check out the different options right now. There are also the opportunities. If you do put in those, I still want to call them fast tracks. That's what they're called at like Home Depot and Lowe's and stuff like that. But these are the mountable strips I was just telling you about. You can also get one for the front tire of your bike. And you just have to make sure that you can walk through the 
garage in that space and, and not mind that your bike is sticking straight out from the wall. Sometimes in spaces that works. There's also another kind where you can mount it like that. You can like lift the bike up, hoist the bike up, hook it in, and then you can lean it. You can push the bike to the side. So it's almost diagonally mounted. So that gives you a little more space to walk through if you need to. That's another great option. Basically, you just need to find what works best in your space for your bikes. Little kids, I highly recommend because sometimes it makes a lot of sense for you to take the kid's bike and put it up on top because it's lighter weight. So you think, oh, that'll be easier. The only thing about that is you want to make sure your kid's not trying to like scale the walls to get to their bike and pull it down on them. So really just sort of assess where you feel like your kiddo is. If you've got a kiddo that maybe is not so inclined to just climb up and be super independent and pull things down. Maybe he or she might be just fine with it mounted up. And then they just say, Hey, you know, mom or dad, can you get this down for me? If you do have the kid who loves to climb, I would just say stick with the bike being down low so that they can grab that. And you don't accidentally have anybody taking a tumble, trying to be Miss independent or Mr. Independent. Right. All right. Again, um, I said, skateboards, different things like that, that you might want to mount. They make tons of these, but I have to play something funny. When we moved into our garage, I don't know if I have a before picture of this. We do. I'm going to put it here. If we don't just stand by for what it looks like now. But when we moved into our garage, there were three different. Now this, this was resourceful when they put in the new kitchen cabinets, they actually had some leftover cabinets and they smartly repurposed those and they mounted them as shelves in their garage. So they had three different shelves that were mounted. These were just old white cabinets. So they just look like white shelves, totally appropriate, right? But because I had different ideas for what, where I wanted to put the things that maybe those people had up on shelves, they had like paint and different things they wanted to mount. I didn't want to do that. I really wanted my garage to be super clean where you barely see anything at all, except for the bare necessities. I want to put everything back behind cabinets. And so I actually took all of the, all, there were three. I took three of those smartly used cabinet fronts. And I took those off, but I left the L brackets that were mounted. And I actually just set my husband's three skateboards, very long skateboards that he had up there. And so those have sort of become the shelves now. So his skateboards are mounted just with those old L hooks. So again, you can use anything, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be what was intended to be there. If it works for you and it gets stuff up off your floor and you're using that vertical space perfect. Make sure you do that. And then just make sure it's age appropriate. So nobody goes trying to scale the walls without mom and dad's help. All right. Another thing, how about maybe you don't want to mount shelving, but you want to have shelving. So I really love you guys got to check this out. The origami shelves that container store has. And the reason it's called origami is because think folding, you do not have to do screws. You do not. The one and only thing that you might want to do is it comes with wheels and you can pop the wheels under and you don't even have to have any kind of tools for that, which is awesome. You just pop them in, twist them, they're done. So I used several of these in my garage at our old house and you literally have it like a flat pancake all vertical. And then you lift over the top shelf. It pops open. Just imagine sort, sort of like an accordion fold. It goes together and then it pops out and expands. You flip the shelf over to secure it. You lock the other ones in place. They have a short one and then they have tall ones that go up as well. And then I did this episode recently called small changes, big impact. And one of the things that I mentioned is if you are starting from scratch and you're not just using what you already have, which is still 
totally fine. You're still containing your items. So use what you have that's sustainable. If you're starting from scratch, I highly recommend getting matching things. That is a small change that you can add into your garage. That's going to have a massively big impact because you're automatically going to look more organized. Things are going to look streamlined because they are all matching. So you decide what's your style. Do you want the clear containers so you can see through them? Then you can have a label or not have a label because you can see what's inside. Maybe you want to have opaque containers because you just really want it to be clean and you don't want to see all the different colorful things that are inside. That's okay too. I highly recommend a label then if that's the case, but great, go with that. Maybe what you want to do is you want to have these shelves and you want to have your holiday decorations. And so I know Container Store has these a lot, but tons of places do where they might be your red and green bins or your blue and white bins. And so, you know, that's around the holidays. So maybe that's what you decide you want to do. And then you have clear or you have white or you have black or you have, you know, whatever else in all the other areas, but you know, that's how I know it's holiday because those have my holiday colors. Okay. So just whatever, again, works for you works for everybody. All right. And additionally, I want to say that if you're looking for the proper labels, um, you can grab a great adhesive label maker. You can also use a chalk pen, which is really great in the garage because sometimes what happens with those adhesive labels is they lose their stick over time. So make sure before you put them on, because there are usually elements that they get exposed to, even in Southern California, when we have great weather year round, basically, sorry, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, just listen, that's why everybody loves to live here. Cause it's amazing weather, but sometimes it does actually affect having them outside that the sticky isn't so sticky anymore. So I really love a chalk pen that you can see very well on a bin outside. You can write it that way. If you ever decide you want to change it, you just wipe it away and you write it with chalk again. So I really love a chalk pen for that as well. Um, and sometimes your kids really enjoy helping write the labels on there too. And that doesn't have to be perfect. Sometimes it's just so dang cute. I mean, former kindergarten teacher is saying this, of course, but sometimes it's just so dang cute even if it's misspelled and the letters are kind of wonky and whatever, because it just says, look, kids live here. We're embracing it and we're still organized. Okay. So that's kind of a fun thing with the chalk pen. I really like. So also, well, I do want to say, don't use a Sharpie and write directly on your containers because you can't get that off. <laughs> I've tried, believe me, you can't get that off. So if you want to use a Sharpie because you want a bold one, then that's where you bring in the clip pins and, and excuse me, the clip labels. And then you might write it on a white piece of paper and you hang that on. Or maybe if you've got like open shelving, or maybe you want to write that on a, a thicker adhesive thing and you want to write a Sharpie and then stick the sticker on, but just like don't go writing Sharpie on your actual bins because then you're locked in and you got to keep it that thing forever. Otherwise you're like, I got to cover this up and it's not what it says it is. And it can get really confusing. So don't go the Sharpie route unless you've got something that you can peel off and redo easily. Let's see what's next. So I mentioned, I really wanted to have cabinetry stuff hidden behind cabinets in my garage. So thankfully when we moved to our new house, there was already Florida ceiling cabinets, which looked amazing. And they even had good, nice silver hardware on there. So I didn't have to change a thing. I just moved around. And if you're starting from scratch, by the way, make sure you get shelving that is movable. That is not permanent because over time, whatever season you're in, I'm not talking like 
spring, summer, fall, winter, I'm talking about season, like in life, you're going to have different size things. So make sure you're getting movable shelving and go ahead and grab yourself some extras of those little pegs. Cause sometimes you get exactly how many you need. And then suddenly something shifts, it falls out and then you can't find that peg. And then you've got a wonky shelf. I'm going to tell you right now that I noticed when we moved in that a couple of those pegs were rusty. And so that's one of the things that's on my list. When I go to the hardware store, I'm going to go buy some more pegs because I want to take those out and pop them back in. And that, by the way, really suggests that there could be a water issue going on somewhere. And so that has been something that I made sure that when our contractor came over, I was like, why is this area rusty? And this is not, can you please help me see if there's a leak going on somewhere? So definitely pay attention to those things that happen a lot in garages, really just keep your eye out for any water damage that might be happening, or if things are exposed to the elements, make sure you're getting a lot of containers that seal really tightly. Now I'll tell you that in my garage, I have opted again, because we do not have crazy elements, crazy season changes. I've opted for clear bins that I like, and because they're clear, I don't have everything labeled right now, but I know exactly what's in there and where it is because that's, that's my thing. You know, I could have labels, but I'm going to go through and rework some things before I put labels on, but I have the clear ones. And then I just have the container store ones that have two clips, beige clips that are on the sides, right? So these are my plastic bins, the two plastic clips on the sides. The reason I didn't want to do airtight sealed, you know, make sure these things stay fresh and dry within an inch of its life, because we just don't have seasons that change like that. And I wanted that easy access. So I can literally halfway slide a container out, pop it open, look inside, grab what I need, close it one clip, pop it back in done. But sometimes we do need to make sure that those things are really, really protected. Like if you've got any family heirlooms, if you've got photo albums, if you've got anything like that, you want to make sure it's protected against the elements absolutely get some of those really weather tight sealed things properly. And sometimes that means that you're going to have six different clips that go around the outside. So it's very secure and no little buggies or huge bugs can get in there as well. So, so that's definitely great. So make sure you're choosing the right containers, make sure you're maximizing that vertical space, make sure you're doing that killer purge before you start so that as you're putting in these awesome containers and shelving and things that you're not oh, like having to organize extra because you didn't do that good purge before. And then you're basically just organizing stuff you're never going to use. I will tell you, there's another thing that I've done recently, which is have a really high ceiling garage mount some high shelves up on the top. And the reason we did that is to put their holiday decor up and out of the way because down on the floor for their regular shelving and they had the Metro shelving. This is awesome shelving that is movable. It's the heavy duty silver sturdy. Some of it comes in black as well, but those are the really heavy duty shelves that are awesome. Container store has those, but lots of places have those, but it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's called the Metro. Those are great. You put in all the matching bins, whatever style you want, you have those there, but we wanted to make sure that a lot of that stuff that we put in for that particular client, that that stuff was there easily reachable. And then we mounted really up high these things that they're only going to get into once a year when they have their holiday decor come down and they had some very high ladders. And so it just made sense. We're really maximizing those high, high ceilings 
and that vertical space. So we did do that. And in fact, we got it up so high that we were able to mount a TV down below, nice and sturdy. It swiveled so they could see it in any area. And then they've got a treadmill in the middle. And now that things are up off of their floor, it's so exciting because it's going to be a great extra workout space for this family. So whatever you're putting in your garage, make sure you're giving yourself room to move around in there, space to breathe. And, and let's talk about why real quick too, which is that when you're leaving your house, if that's the last thing you're seeing, that could really stress you out and be frustrating for you and put you in a not so great mind space. If you don't love your garage, when you're heading to your next event or wherever it is, you're going, you can be really excited to go. And then you walk in your garage to get in your car and you're like, Oh, I'm in such a bad mood now because this garage makes me crazy. And then two, maybe you had an amazing time out and about at this event and you did this really fun thing. And then you come home and you see this messy garage that you can barely even wiggle into or get your car into. And you're just like immediately irritated and annoyed. And that's such a bummer because that really fun thing that you just did just got negated. It you like you immediately forgot this high that you were on from such a fun day out or night out, or it's great, awesome memory because you come home and you're immediately in a bad mood. Don't let the garage get to you like that. All right. If you need to put in that 1% rule, apply that and just do a little at a time, do it. If you need to say, all right, let's go with the three E's philosophy. Let's do that essential purge, the enhancement of the sale or donation of those things. And then the extra of putting in proper organization, those three things, that's like beginning, middle and end. That is not going to be so terribly difficult. I'm just going to dive in and do what I can when I can with those three steps in mind. And then if you want to outsource and actually hire somebody because you've just decided it's not worth my time or energy right now to do this myself, I'm going to hire someone like Paige or like my neighbor who has an amazing garage that I've seen as I've driven by or a friend of mine or a total stranger who just has really good reviews. I'm going to hire that person because they know what they're doing. They maybe even enjoy it and dream about it. That's me. And I'm going to let them work their magic because this is going to bring me peace and it is worth investing in my sanity and it's going to work better for my family. I'm telling you, you will not regret it if you put energy and effort into getting organized in your space because it filters into all other parts of your life. So garage organization is huge and it can be huge in a good way. You can actually have the biggest and best transformation of any place in your home if it is a complete disaster. So walk back in there, reframe the situation, say a little prayer if you need to, and know that I've got your back. And if you need to hire somebody, do it. Don't feel guilty about that. Don't feel any kind of way about that other than I'm moving forward and getting this space taken care of the way I need to. I'm going to even mention if little things like painting over pipes, repainting your garage, do it. Maybe you want to do epoxy on the ground. Maybe, you know, whatever, if you need to hire people to come in to do those things, or if you're going to do them on your own, just go ahead and lean into it and make that awesome laundry space, that awesome workout space, that awesome storage space, that awesome space that you just get to park your car work best for 
you. So hopefully this was helpful for you today. If it was, I would love it if you could let me know it. I would love it if you could share this info with a friend because we all have garages that sometimes make us crazy and we gotta, we gotta stick together on this, right? We gotta share the info that's helpful because we don't want anybody to be stressed out about their garage. There's better things in life to be taking up our brain space, right? All right. I hope you guys are having an amazing spring if that's when you're listening. And I look forward to talking to you next week for more organization motivation. Thanks again so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing. Thank you.